When I was a young girl living in Harare, Zimbabwe, I had an incredible garden. It was huge. And with my mother's green fingers, the garden was filled with every color of flowers you can imagine. Now I didn't inherit the green fingers, hence my take on colors and not actual flower names. But Harare was where I grew up most of my life. It was also where I was raised by my grandparents in a tiny town called Marandera. As a young girl, I loved telling stories and would often giggle just before the ending, just before the punchline, and this would often irritate my so-called audience. It still happens till today. Over time, I learned to shorten my stories and censor my voice. So speaking to you now is a really big step for me. I'm sure you too have experienced big steps in your lifetime. Growing up in Harare meant being surrounded by family. Picture cousins, grandparents, great-grandfathers, great-grandmothers, aunts, uncles, and some family we would refer to as aunts and uncles, who later we found out had no blood relation whatsoever. This felt so normal at the time, and it continues to be a lump in my throat when I receive messages at different times in the night or morning from a family WhatsApp group where names evoke nostalgia more than the recognition of who the person might be now. For anyone part of a diaspora or has migration weaved into your lifetime and your story, I have no doubt you can calculate time differences around the world in an instance or that you have emotional bridges that span continents. Over the past two decades, I've navigated the complexities of being an uninvited guest and settler where my soul and roots struggle to reconcile living on land that has also been painfully exposed to colonization, power, and control. I've also remapped my sense of family with people and bonds that are not based on blood, rather based on kinship, solidarity, and my all-time favorite, laughter and unconditional love and acceptance. It has been a journey marked by highs and lows, a constant cycle of redefining expectations and finding solace in the fact that somehow I made it. Or maybe I haven't. Perhaps I'm still figuring that part of my immigration story still. When I was a young girl, I had an incredible garden. A garden filled with every tree you could think of. Avocado trees, mango trees, banana trees. Quick side note, never play in a banana tree. These are usually filled with snakes. And the last tree, a guava tree, my favorite of them all. Every time I bit into a guava, the tree became a symbol of strength, comfort, and endless possibilities. Climbing its soft and smooth branches, I felt like a queen, nestled in a nook where I could read, think, 
and simply be. But then Canada happened. Guava trees became distant memories, yet I continued to climb a different kind of ladder, one with jagged rungs and unpredictable turns. Leadership for me became a journey of survival and self-discovery. My first leadership role began in my early 20s. Contract roles, overqualified, undercompensated, and leading without the title became the norm. I built and led teams, witnessed triumphs, successfully implemented initiatives that would leave indelible marks on the organizations I worked for, and shared in the pain of colleagues facing loss and burnout. The climb was far from smooth, but in those challenging moments, I found myself again and again and again. And so this podcast came to be. Moving from an idea that played a soft tone in the background to a full commitment to create a space to unpack the narratives of women of color climbing crooked ladders and sometimes unsafe terrain. What do we face? What do we overcome? How do we lead? Here's the hard part. Our leadership is not always defined or recognized beyond fulfilling diversity quotas or tales of increased representation. Every statistic is often followed by a harrowing and true recount of pushing through barriers, overcoming adversity, and demonstrating strength and resilience. Please don't even get me started on that word, resilience. I have stood at the revolving door of farewells, shared the longest hugs, broken promises to stay in touch, and I secretly hoped I was going to be the next one to say goodbye. It's a reality many of us know too well. I get it. I really do. But here's the heart of it. We lead when we honor our authenticity and draw strength from the traditions, values, and cultures that have shaped us for generations, wherever you find yourself in the world today. The leadership we bring changes the neural pathways of the cultures we find ourselves in and in turn can become a space of collective healing and modeling dignity for all. In this podcast, you'll find truth, depth, and the unapologetic embrace to be yourself. Now, I know that the overarching term of women of color in itself can be problematic. Find the term that resonates for you. For each of us carry within us ancestral strength based on culture, live realities, and what I hope will be stories that are woven with threads of understanding, empathy, and sisterhood as part of a shared and global connection. For me, I often think of my grandmother. 
She didn't have the opportunities that I had. And yet, she shaped my very being to be the woman that I am today. She would always share with me her dreams. Dreams of how she had the opportunity to leave Zimbabwe at some point in her life and that that was stopped. Sometimes for good reason, she would end the conversation and other times there would be a pause followed by silence, followed by her saying, it doesn't matter now. I think of how many women have been like her, some who we know, others who have perhaps shaped who we are. So you will hear from women of color whose willingness to be part of the first season and the podcast that I'm deeply grateful for. As we delve into conversation every week about life, leadership, and everything in between, each episode will be accompanied by my thoughts and research that I've carefully curated, as well as an African proverb to draw wisdom from right until the end. It's really my hope that you leave inspired, shed what no longer serves you, and remember how truly incredible you are. We each have enough stories to write our own books, and I hope you will do so one day. With enough stories, I believe we can turn the page on a new chapter that allows us to revive a path for us and for those who come after us. So my dear sister, welcome to Unspeakable Leadership. I'm your host, Rohin Bajram. The journey begins and I'm thankful to have you here with me. Let's redefine the faces of leadership together.